it's Alicia and Priya here from the Systematic Podcast. Welcome to all of you and our new listeners and those who have been listening to us already. We hope you have been enjoying it so far. Our podcast is all about us two sisters sharing active approaches of aligning your mindset to add growth to your life and to others. And it's all about working on ourselves, how we can improve our softer skill set and allow our mindset to flourish. Hi, everyone. The goal of this episode in particular is to enlighten you on the power of manifestation and how you can implement this into your life and just achieve abundant greatness. We are so super excited to have the incredible Kiran Kutan on today's episode. And Kiran is one half of our kind of life and business mentors since millions of many years and has already added immense value in our lives up to this point and definitely going into the future. So we actually can't fit all of this wonderfulness into one episode. So we're going to be focusing and putting our energy into one thing. So if there was one word that could represent Kiran, for us, it would be manifestation amongst many other things because the list is endless. But Kiran has embodied manifestation in many areas of her life and will be sharing many deep insights. So we're really, really excited and let's yes. get going. Yes, let's get started. So hi, Kiran. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm really well. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you all. Thank you so much for taking out the time from your busy schedule to be with us. And we're really grateful. You were actually the first person on our list as we wanted for our guest speaker. So it's really exciting. We want to get kickstarted. And of course, first, we'd like to introduce you to all of our listeners so they get to know you a little bit. So please share some, some facts about yourself and your background. Oh, well, thank you. I want to just say I'm so happy, like I, I just mentioned, Alicia and Priya, to be here with you. And I'm really super proud of you guys for doing this podcast series because I know you're benefiting so many people. And I've heard and read loads of great comments. So I'm really happy. And hello to all the listeners as well. Really excited to be on here. Uh, my background has been in business and marketing for a number of years, for over two decades, actually. And um, I studied that at university and I went on to having a corporate career and which I enjoyed. And I definitely worked very hard within the city, but I didn't want to just continue doing that. And I was really fortunate that I had the opportunity to have my own business and have been able to do that. And I, and I believe a lot of that is through what you would refer to as manifestation as well. So I absolutely love having my own business, working with great people. I have two kids, um, I'm married, and yeah, life is great, life is fun. Brilliant, thank you. Now, I know this word manifestation is, might be unknown to some people. So Kieran, could you kindly explain what does manifestation mean to you? Well, I think it's a really important thing to ask, actually, it's a great question to start off with. Um, for me, manifestation means attracting into your life what you're thinking of, what where your um, primary focus point is. And that could actually be positive, but it can also be negative as we can, as we can imagine. So we're going to talk through that a little bit today. I have a quote that I wanted to share with you from Tony Robbins, which is where focus goes, energy flows. So whatever we're, we're dominantly thinking about, that is what we will attract into our life. 
I 100% agree with that. And I think it's an exciting topic. I think a lot of people are aware of it, but they might not know how to sort of channel it to actually um, get what they want in life. So we do want to delve into that a little bit more. But what would you say are the um, most impactful, um, you know, parts of having man manifestation in your life? How has it impacted your life so far? Well, it's definitely impacted me in so many ways. And I think I want to take a quick step back to talk about the different ways that we can think about manifestation, because I have, I've definitely got a very strong spiritual aspect of myself, which as you guys know, probably very well. So which has grown in the years as I've got older, I would say I've explored that a lot more. So for many people, if, if you're looking at manifestation from a spiritual point of view, we're thinking about the universe, whether you're thinking about God, if that aligns with your, your value system, then when we think about manifestation, we're thinking about how the universe or how God or whatever your beliefs are, how they put that into your life, how you attract that, how that is delivered into your life. So that's from a spiritual standpoint. But I'm actually quite pragmatic as well. And I would say that for me, I've always been like, well, how does that really work? You know, and, and I can always have that feeling of trying to um, figure out and I think maybe a lot of your listeners are also on the same page as this and they're like well it's a little bit airy-fairy you know for me so let's think about it from a scientific point of view as well and this is there's some really great books around this so in terms of manifestation there's a whole theory about the way that we speak and um, Dr. Shed Houndsetter does a great series about this he wrote a book called Neuroplasticity, which is about the repetition uh, of something that we continuously say and how what we say, it creates neural pathways in our brain, which attract that to us. So we focus on that. So for example, if you're somebody who speaks a lot of positivity, then apparently it actually creates stronger, stronger neural pathways on our left side of the brain, which is all for um, problem solving for solution finding. So you can imagine that somebody who's saying, yes, I can do it. I've got, I'm focusing on achieving this. I can do that. I can, you know, all of the things that you're focusing on, your brain is, is creating stronger pathways on the left side of the brain. Whereas if somebody's saying, I can't do this. I'm, I feel awful. I don't feel good today. I can never do something. You know, all of those types of things, we're creating stronger neural pathways on the right side, which is what he talks about in his book. And that side is more about protection, about avoidance, about not moving forward. So that's what I do want to tell you. There is spiritual, but if you're not spiritual, there's also scientific proven facts about how we bring things into our life. So I know to come back now to your question, I was really thinking about this when you asked me about um, how has it been manifested in, into my life. And I think the earliest recollection I have of manifestation is as a five-year-old. <laughs> and I was really just, you know, thinking about what, how did this become so familiar to me? And I remember when I was a kid, I used to share a bedroom with my grandparents and my grandparents were really religious. So 
we, every night before we went to bed, we would stand in front of the picture of God, of, of the gurus, because I have, I come from the Sikh faith and they, and then my granddad would recite scriptures and I knew all, I still remember them <laughs> 35, 36 years on. Um, I still remember those scriptures and we would say, basically talking and, and repeating the oneness with God but then praying for what we wanted. And at that point, my granddad prayed, wanted me to pray for other siblings. <laughs> so um, I can't say that I impacted that, but <laughs> there's five of us all together. Um, but it did make me realize that we should speak what we want. We should ask for what we want. Yeah, that's lovely. I like how this is a collection, recollection you have when you were younger and it's just part of who you are now. And I know one thing that you're really passionate about, Kieran, and it's something that I've really symbolized with you from day one is your self-talk is just impeccable. I don't think I've ever in my life heard you ever say anything negative yeah. that or anything in a way that would put anyone down and I know that's a lot around manifestation because what you speak like you said is so powerful so would you like to I know this is a spin-off question but I know we, we want to stick to our agenda but most importantly what is your self-talk like and people that are listening what can they do to revamp how they embody self-talk into their life uh, yes. Well, I think that um, this is something that is really, really important. Um, I can't tell you that it's always 100% perfect. You know, <laughs> I thank you so much for saying that. But I have to also acknowledge that we're all human, yeah. you know, and I think that's a really important thing for us all um, listeners on here on this podcast as well to acknowledge that we're all humans and sometimes our self-talk and what we're thinking about is not going to be positive if we're maybe we're in a difficult situation you're maybe we're in a bit of a upsetting situation and we're not robots <laughs> that's important yeah. and I think it's always really important to acknowledge our feelings and and if we need to play out something if we need to resolve something we need to we need to get that dealt with so well, I don't want to just put forward in this podcast is that everything is a solution for everything is just speaking because sometimes you need to figure some stuff out you know some stuff they, there's some work that needs to be done maybe it could be some childhood trauma maybe relationship problems maybe you've got financial problems you need to do some work and figure those things out firstly right so that is so that's that's different but putting that little disclaimer aside I do feel that I, I feel that every single one of us are created in greatness. We are really just the perfect embodiment of something that or someone that is meant to achieve great things in the world. So if we if we come from that standpoint that we are created in, in, in a perfect place, that's not to say we're perfect because we, you know, we do have work to do on ourselves. But if we come from that standpoint, we have to have gratitude for that. And I feel like if I put myself down and I say that I'm bad at stuff or I'm rubbish at stuff, I'm really putting my creator down. So that's the, the point that I come from for, for my self-talk. So whenever I talk to myself about things, I do it. And I know you've got a podcast about gratitude as well, but I do it from a place of gratitude. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, I say thanks for everything in my life. Even before I open my eyes, I would say thanks for my uh, my family, my children, 
my husband, my health, the fact that I can walk, the fact that I have a home, my team, the amazing people in my life. I literally think of, you know, you guys, so many people in the morning, I take a few minutes before I even get my one foot out of the bed. And it's also cozy. So you kind of don't want to get out of bed. But that's a different side note. But I do do that gratitude right in the morning. And I will always do it just as I'm going to sleep, but then throughout the day as well. Yeah. throughout the day but I've got some tips which I'm going to share later on of of you know how to do some different manifestations so I think do you want to cover that a little later on is that okay or should yeah, I continue we can get kick started into that yeah. straight away we want to know what you um have found are the best ways to manifest uh, anything into your life and what tips you'd give to somebody who's maybe new to this concept okay so um for me I would I've got four or five different tips on manifestation, which I've written down for you guys. So I will go through this as quickly as I can. I'm mindful of the time for this podcast because I can oh, talk for a time. Kate. <laughs> I can talk for a long time. To you all day. <laughs> oh, thank you. So firstly, one way of um, manifestation that's worked really, really well for me is, is, is mainly meditation and mindfulness focus. Because when we can create stillness in our mind, and we can just focus and visualize what we want, then we can just shut everything else off. We can shut off the aspects of our life where we don't have control. We can close that down and we can just have stillness of mind and then visualize where we're going, what we're doing, what we're focusing on. And, and that is a really powerful um, aspect for me. And I do find when I'm not doing that and I don't find time to fit meditation in into my day, I really do find that I start to lose control. I, I lose control of my, you know, my happy place. Um, I get stressed. And like probably many people, I have, I'm very, very prone to be, I'm, I'm a high energy person. And if I'm not doing things, I'm not living in that space of constantly needing to do stuff, which is also maybe a little bit of a personal challenge of mine, I do stress myself out because I'm trying to focus, I'm trying to focus. But when I've done my meditation and I've kept my focus on what actually really matters in life, then I feel good. I can control those feelings. So that's one thing. So meditation. So in terms of meditation, imagine this. So there could be some, you could do some really simple, just breathing exercises. There are loads of apps available for mindfulness and there's some really great visualization techniques in that um, just even learning to just breathe and imagine that light coming through your body there's some beautiful different things that you can get from um, SoundCloud from YouTube so many different resources out there that you could have so finding number one finding the stillness of your mind number two visualize something and I've actually written a little visualization exercise which I'll I'll share with you maybe towards the end of this. So visualize what you want, what is the life that you want to have and live and something that makes you feel good, something that makes you feel happy. So this is going to be in your toolbox. So when you are feeling stressed, when you are feeling a little upset about something, you can always tap back into this visualization that you have of your happy place. And then the third one, which we kind of talked a little bit about earlier was your self-talk. And the self-talk is, it's not exactly only about manifestation, but I would say it's one aspect of it. And 
and I talked about it earlier with the neural pathways as well. So what we're speaking is what we want. We're attracting what we want into our life. And we've got to talk about it in a present tense because we're programming our mind for, you know, this is what I've already achieved. And then our brain goes about finding a solution to make that happen. And yeah, so those are some tips around meditation, mindfulness. Should I share, share the next one? Yeah, go for it, Karen. I think you're loaded up with tips. <laughs> My second focus, again, I think I mentioned this earlier, was to have a gratitude mindset with everything. You know, whether and, and how if we have a, gra- a grateful mindset with with whatever happens in life and you know some things are really awful that happen and it's really difficult to find a way to be grateful right about them um and yes in those cases then it takes a really big person to find gratitude in some circumstances but sometimes I speak to people who have got actually an amazing life and then just something really small happens and it throws them off and actually little little things it, it, I, I try and live by this quote as well, which makes me think that I read it a long time ago. I probably will misquote it, but it's basically the um, how big our mind is. It shows it's shown by the how small something is that puts, you know, kind of puts like a puts a stress factor on us. I'll try and find that quote. You guys probably know it. But if I let myself get stressed about small things, it makes me realize that actually I haven't developed my mind enough. I haven't developed the strength of character enough. So if we can always focus on gratitude, then we're going to be able to attract more of that into our life. So that's my second tip, gratitude. Be present focused with our mindfulness and our self-talk. So our brain doesn't understand if you, if I'll use an example of this, if I'm saying I'm going to lose weight, Okay, (laughs) because this is the thing that so many of us will probably be thinking about, especially after Christmas. Um, If I'm saying to my brain always, I'm going to lose weight, then it's always in the process of trying to be losing weight. It's never achieved it. It's always trying, it's always almost putting itself down that you're not in the perfect position right now. You're, you always have to lose weight. So if we, if we program our brain to say, I'm at that perfect size, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling healthy, whatever that goal is for yourself, you put that into your brain so your brain finds a way to make that happen. So that's what I mean by present focus. But at the same time, it's not that you don't exercise, you still have to do the exercise. And then a, a fourth one is something that I think a lot of people are probably familiar with is things like vision boards and pictures. Um, I don't use this as much, probably. I I think for me, I prefer the meditation aspect of it. I prefer going inwards and having it in my own brain, uh, in my own mind. But one thing I think particularly with children and also, you know, with a lot of people that work are vision boards. So you can see it in your physical eye, even before you can, you know, then you can see it in your mind's eye, you're programming it that way through. So you have um, a vision of whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. And people often put things like houses, them traveling, a family, all these different aspects on to the vision board. And then again, you're looking at that. So that is just about where you're putting your focus and attracting that into your life. And uh, a fun exercise I did with the kids a few years ago was actually pay, did a little drawing 
So it wasn't just pictures that we found. We actually drew a picture of all of the goals that we wanted. And we did it as a family and we drew really sick, sick men and women because <laughs> we, we didn't draw very well, but sick men and women and all the stuff that we wanted to do. And then we colored it in and we brought that to life. And I still have it on my fridge. And um, that was kind of a fun exercise. So having pictures in place or writing your goals down so you're, you're visually able to see that as well yeah no I really appreciate those tips I feel like meditation is like the buzz right now you know a lot of people are talking about it there's a lot of places that have opened up to allow people to come to a, a location and, and take their minds off thing of things and I know there's a lot of stress factors that are added into our day Alicia and I try our best to embody yeah. <laughs> and do meditation and it's it really does go into forming a good habit and sticking to it but Kieran, with yourself, with meditation, if you had to give one tip to people that are listening and manifestation is such a big topic, but meditation is one strand of it. What could they do literally tomorrow or even today and, and take on meditation into their life? What's that one tip go that will get them started at least? Oh, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, you know, it does take a lot of discipline doesn't it it really does and I think um I think I've been trying to meditate for years and I don't when I say meditation I'm not talking about a religious aspect of meditation because this it can go so deep you know there's so many different aspects of meditation which you can take into the religious aspects I suppose at the moment we're just more so touching on mindfulness and then talking about disciplining our mind and making it almost happier and bringing in positive vibes so it's not as deep on the scale as maybe uh, um, religious enlightenment we haven't talked to all, all of that end of it we're kind of just on the the um I don't want to say lower end because it's all of it is important um but I would say probably on more of a, a simpler aspect of meditation so one tip I would say is find a good app it, there are many out there and all, all, all there are some courses that you can do. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to maybe share different ones, but I have got a list of books later on. I know you asked for resources, so I don't know. Maybe you can write some in your comments later on, but there's some great courses and they will and guided meditation is probably the easiest way to begin and I and I think it's my go-to because sometimes people just try and start with meditation by just having just lying down still and breathing in a in a still room you know what it's so hard <laughs> it's really difficult to do isn't it because we're all such busy people in today's society that to try and even for 10 seconds still our mind and not think about anything else it's not really it's not really going to be easy to do so when you have a guided meditation what they do in the guided meditation is probably going to be some kind of calm music it will be somebody's lovely voice that's taking you through and and focusing your mind on something so then your mind if it's thinking about something it will not be thinking about all of the other stuff and it might just be as simple as talking listening to your breath and and visualizing the aspects in which it goes through your body so you're doing this kind of body scan which is a really simple yeah. one so if you can do like a body scan a mindfulness 
guided meditation, that would be a really lovely one. And you'll feel great. You'll feel really great from that. So that would be a good, easy one to start with. Um, but what I've, what I did do is I've, I'm going to try to attempt to do a little guided meditation with you today. And I've just written out a little story. <laughs> we haven't got any music, but um, we're going to just, you know, maybe try and do that one. So so that will be something that I could, or at least I'll try and help you visualize something. So you yep. could then, you can then go away and even record your own. If you're a new person to this, you could actually write this out, journal it. Journaling is another amazing way of manifesting. It's so powerful, which is, I didn't even mention that in my tips, but journaling is a great way of manifesting things because you're writing it down the way you're writing it, it programs into your mind quicker. So you can definitely use that. Different people are different. So it really depends on what works for you. And I would say, try them all and see what works best for you. So with the guided meditation, I want you to take three different steps and I'll come back to that in a second. If, if you guys want to continue with your questions. I think that's really great. And I, um, I believe the same thing when it comes to meditation, it's really difficult to get started, especially when you're somebody who's trying it for the first time. And I personally prefer the guided ones as well with some relaxing music and somebody else actually sort of telling me what to focus my thinking on. Um, I found it a lot more helpful and definitely gratitude. I know we've spoken about this in one of our episodes already, but I've been doing that for many years and I can definitely see the benefit from that. I just wanted to add one more thing to you, Kieran. I know you mentioned your children and you did vision boards and stuff. Um, how do you feel like, you know, your sort of lifestyle with manifestation or the, all these positive uh, characteristics and how it's impacted your children and have they picked up on it and why is it important to actually learn it at a young age? Yes, I think that it's it has really impacted my whole household really my husband mark is really positive in general you know i think that he he's he's probably even even better person to talk about this manifestation because he embodies it and his parents are very religious and they always spoke over him words of faith like immense faith like mom always would say my mother-in-law when i say mom she would always say to mark you can do anything anything that you know that you want to achieve God has given you that greatness so he believes that and he believes that he's gifted that and he has a and, and he so he also will speak these things over the children as do I and I think they've been our kids are yeah of course we always have like we have times we're only human. We have times that we get a little annoyed with the kids or we tell them off and we do try and keep it in a positive way but with children, our brains are programmed. They say as soon as we're born, our yeah. brains are programmed. And I think even before we're born. So when I was uh, when I was pregnant with my kids, I would speak through them because of, I learned things from my business coaches and from my parents. I would speak while I was pregnant. I would always just be driving along and speaking to my kids. And um, I remember speaking to them and saying to them, um, you know, different things like how, how amazing they are and how they're going to grow up and be my best friends. And they are just, you know, just champions. They can do everything they want to. And we just, I would just talk to probably keeping myself company, but I would just talk to them from very young in when I was, when I found out I was pregnant. So from that, and then continuing now as well, we always try to 
say something in a positive way to the kids. And I think it's really important if you are a parent out there or somebody who's going to be a parent, you know, everything that we say, it programs our children to what they will be able to have in their life. So when we say to somebody, when we say to a child, oh God, you're so shy, aren't you? Or you're really not good at that. Or um, you never tidy your room. You're always so messy. How do we think that that is going to program them? Because we're, they're, they're be- they believe as a primary caretaker, they believe everything that we say to them. So we're programming that into them. So yes, if we need to discipline them, we need to, we need to discipline that task. So what I mean is we, we should say something like, can you tidy your room? Because it's not as tidy as you would normally have it. You're really good at keeping it tidy. Right. So we're saying the task or the act is not good, not that they are not good. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yes, of course, there's going to be things that we because they're kids, you know, they are things that they they're not going to have down as perfect as Priya and Alicia would have. You know, I know the I know you're you guys, you have probably beautiful, immaculate bedrooms and houses. But, you know, things like that, the kids we, we do have to teach them, but we have to teach them in a positive way. Sometimes people feel that they discipline their children because it's, it's helpful for them, for sure. Yeah, we do need to teach them discipline, um, but we also need to give them a positive and loving environment. And if, you know, sometimes I hear people say to me, but, you know, I can't be that nice to my children because then I'm not preparing them for the real world. <laughs> I think, well, yes, there, there are things in the real world that are not very nice, but they don't have to have that from you. You know, if you believe, if you build up your child to believe that they can do everything, they, their task, they can um, achieve things, not, to, not that they achieve everything easily, because they do have to learn that we have to work hard. And yeah, you know, I wish it was a guide to being a parent, (laughs) but they have to learn that, yes, they have to work hard. They have, if they find something difficult, they have to try again, but we're saying it always with a nice, you know, way of being able to do that. And because I've been, I've been free from a job and I've been able to work around my kids with my work schedule, my business schedule, I would just always say things like that to them constantly. You know, if they struggle with something, they're finding something hard. And now actually it's really funny because if I find something difficult, my little one will say to me, come on, mommy, we're the family that never gives up. Come oh. on. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's hilarious, but it's, it's good. So that is important. So it has impacted me and my family in the way that I bring them up a lot. Um, and, and I think your other question was about how it's impacted me in general. Is that right? So I, I believe that it's, it does give you ownership because I don't, I feel when you feel you can manifest something into your life, it gives you ownership and control. And it gives you that faith to believe that if I want to do something, I can either speak it or I can action it into my life. So I don't ever have a victim mentality. If something, if I haven't got something, then I have to work harder or I have to maybe develop my mindset to be able to become more positive but it's never going to be like oh poor me I haven't been able to get that I wish I had that you know so I think it does in on a bigger scale of things it gives us a lot more control 
to know that, yes, yeah, this is what I want to have. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring that into my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I absolutely love that because a lot of people naturally, probably including myself, we have such a victim yeah. orientation. No, you don't, Priya. Oh gosh, I've got to No, you're so positive. Come on. I think it's such a good point because people can also put themselves down, but also feel like they're a victim of current uh, situations and events that may occur. But I just love the outlook that you have because it can yeah. just uplift anyone and every day is so precious so why should we waste our energy in any form so go back to your about goes back to your original quote where where you put your energy is that what it was and then your energy flows in that direction where Where focus goes energy flows that's just perfectly kind of sums that bit up so yeah thank you for sharing that We'd love to go into your visualization exercise that you were planning to share with us. So please enlighten us all. All right. Before I do that, because I feel like I want to maybe finish off on that. Um, mm-hmm. I th- one of the things that I know you wanted me to talk about were some resources yeah. that people could potentially maybe do yeah. some reading around. So there are definitely some great podcasts and um obviously some of there are some apps that you can buy but I I'm not endorsing anything and I don't want anyone to particularly buy but I've been I don't know if I'm allowed to say one that I've just recently started using which I'm enjoying quite a lot yeah sure go for it we love sharing different resources with our listeners there's an app where you have to pay for it it's called sync tuition um and it's a guided meditation app and I've been using it recently and I really actually really like it so that's one and then there's quite a few different ones I I do use um Oh, I've forgotten the name of it now, but I will come back to that one um, in a second. Oh, I do use a lot of meditations from the Life Force Academy as well, but those are around Kundalini yoga meditations. So they are probably a little bit more spiritual focused, whereas the Syncturition is much more scientific. So you've got a couple of different ones there. In terms of books, they there are some really wonderful books that I've read and I think that these would benefit a lot of different people so in terms of reading I've got a whole series of different books which I feel people will really benefit from so I love this series of warrior goddess training by Heather Ash Amara and she's got a whole load of books but her first one that I picked up was the warrior goddess training one and she talks a lot in these books about manifestation Uh, also around um, reclassifying the stories that we have in our life you know and this is a really important thing to have and coming back to that victim and victor mindset because sometimes we have we have things that have happened to us as children we have childhood traumas which happen and we have to deal with those before we can move on and be able to achieve our, our full potential and she talks through some ideas around how to reframe our reality which I find so profound in this book and of of course if you have had childhood traumas and things you need to deal with and maybe you need to have actual help you know professional help as well and I don't think there's anything bad about that you that's completely fine but um this book will allow you to just maybe dig a little bit deeper around that area and then there's another one by Gabby Bernstein which is a super attractor which I think you guys have read as well it's a lovely book a lot around manifestation there's basically the whole thing about manifestation in in Gabby Bernstein's books and then you know 
probably one of the most famous around this topic is The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And, you know, it's really simple. It guides you through. It gives you loads of ideas, loads of things that you can, because it's stories of people who have manifested. It brings a lot of belief in you as well. So I think that's a great, great one. And she's got quite a few different books. And if you are scientific and you want to think of it from the other point of view, then like I mentioned earlier, Dr. Shad Helm's letter and his few books that are what to say when you speak to yourself mm-hmm. and the neuroplasticity, plasticity, that's a mouthful. <laughs> so there's those ones there. So those are a few resources that I would say that would help people in terms of reading. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, we will get them listed out as well. So they're easy to find. Yeah. Thank I love you. It. I love how you've given us practical resources because it's such a big topic and we want to allow people to just access it at entry level but also if they've been meditating for a while how could how they can go into the next level and expand so it's been really really good great so I guess we're going to end with the the visualization technique I'm excited all right okay so now when you are doing this what I would invite you to do is Actually, I'm going to give you three questions to to do to guide yourself through. And what I'm going to invite you to do is write down and journal the answer to these questions. And then what you can do is you can make yourself a really simple mindfulness audio, which you listen to yourself. Oh, nice. And that is so powerful because when you see you're listening to your own voice, who do we listen to the most? We listen to our own voice uh, and our inner voices. You know, sometimes when we listen back to ourselves, we don't like to hear our voice because it sounds a little different. (laughs) Um, But it can be diffused if you just put some nice music in the background. And I actually um, did this myself when I was having my second baby and I recorded a mindfulness um, like a kind of hypno birthing audio for myself and that's where I thought of this idea of and I'm sure that a lot of people have thought of it but um, I read a book about hypno birthing and I basically then thought well you know that's great that's really interesting information so I journaled it out and I wrote everything out about how I would imagine the baby being born I won't go into too much graphic detail here <laughs> but the baby being born and um, I had a quite a challenging first delivery but with my second one because of the hypnobirthing and, and towards the end of my pregnancy I literally just listened to myself and telling my body how easy it was and you know all of that stuff because once you see it in your mind first then your body can can, can feel it and it knows what to do and Amara was born in an hour and a half it was so fast. It was so easy. I didn't have any major painkillers, anything like that. And I really would put it down to this mindfulness audio that I recorded. So that's where I first did this for myself. But this is why. So that's why I'm inviting you to do something similar, where you would pick a nice piece of music and find one that really resonates with you. There'll be loads of different music that you can probably download and then have that playing on one device. And then Once you've written the answer to these three questions, you're going to say this in your present tense. So the first question is for you to talk about when you look in the future at this person who has arrived. So you 
um, Priya, let's say I'm talking to Priya. Priya, you are the perfect version in the next 10 years of yourself. And you look back and you feel so happy to, to look at this stunning, amazing, successful, fabulous woman that you see in you know, you, you could say 10 years, you could say five years, whatever your time scale is of that. So I want you to think about her and I want you to describe her to yourself. How does she feel? What does she look like? What is she wearing? You know, how does she walk? How does she hold herself? What has she achieved? What has she done? What has she brought into her life? So you're visualizing and you're talking about yourself. So you're going to say things like, you know, I feel amazing. I've been able to achieve this. I'm so grateful to have been able to have this in my life. And, you know, whatever it is that you want to achieve, you can also think about the things you've had to overcome. So what is it in this next period of time that you're going to have overcome? Because we all have different, and I'm purposefully keeping this generic because we're all in different places in life. Some of us have immense privilege in where we are, most of us. In fact, if we're listening to the podcast, we're so privileged. You know, we have Wi-Fi. <laughs> we have a device. We're listening to it. So we all come from very different places. But wherever you are, what is it that you've had to overcome to be able to get to this perfect version of you? You know, and let's face it, we probably can will continue throughout our whole life to grow and be reaching new heights. So the, the, but the second thing to think about is what is it that you've overcome? And then I want you to visualize this perfect version of you that you see in 10 years walking towards you. So you, she's coming in towards you and you basic, and she basically merges in with you. So you are becoming this embodiment of that perfect version of you. So you're going to speak to yourself in that way and you're going to love yourself in that way. You're going to be grateful for yourself and be thankful and so much of what we do is uh, and where we don't feel good is because we don't talk to ourselves the way we should speak to ourselves. Yeah. We don't see ourselves that way. Isn't that true? Yeah. We think about it, you know? I love that. And I know I've done this uh, before with you, Kieran, as well, where we've um, kind of imagined our, our future self. And it's such a beautiful thing to do. And I'm so glad that you've shared it yeah. in, in such a beautiful way because we it's true, we're going to overcome so much more in the future that we're completely unaware of right now. But the mindset is just so critical. I love the whole gratefulness, you know, having that abundant mentality. And I know it really does symbolize who you are, which is, which makes this session even more fun, this podcast more real, because we're mm -hmm. talking about things that you've done for many years and yeah. things that you've shared with other people and wider within the business team and everyone that we know. So I love that whole um, true self that you portray naturally. So, yeah. so are there any finishing thoughts that you'd like to, to add as um, some you know, practical tips or just some general words of wisdom and advice? Well, I think it's really important to slowly and gradually learn to love yourself. Yeah. And, and people are so afraid of doing this because they feel like it sounds egotistical. I don't think that I'm an egotistical person, but at the same time, I do value what I've gone through. I value my body, even though it's not probably the perfect shape and size. But it, And I think had if I look back at my 
teenage and early 20s, I would probably say I was so critical of these things. We become so critical of, of things because we see on social media, or we look at lifestyles that other people portray and we're hard on ourselves because of this. And I just think we need to learn to talk to ourselves a little bit more gently and lovingly. And, you know, think about the way that we speak to ourselves. Would we speak to a friend that way? some of the stuff that we that I hear people say about themselves is so it saddens me because it's you know it's it's not nice that's why people don't feel good because of the way they talk to themselves and that's the biggest thing that I would say if we can make that shift it's so powerful if I talk to my children um if when I talk to my little one um particularly my little one I probably talk to her in in a slightly different way because she's like much younger and you know especially if you've got babies you're gonna you're not gonna say horrible things to them so imagine whatever you're saying to yourself you're saying to your inner child because that's what that's what you're in it that's what you are in a way you're still this innocent thing that inside that needs love so that's one thing I would say the other thing I would say is that it's not manifestation is not only about the thinking it is definitely yeah it makes the difference what we're thinking, what we're focusing on, what we're visualizing. That is important. That's the first step of it. But we, at the same time, we have to make plans for what we want to achieve in our life. And then we have to put action behind achieving it. So it is a multi-step process. It's not just that we're going to lie in bed, think about what we want to have, and then it's just going to magically appear in our life. I wish it was that that simple but I think that the focus is yes we're focusing on it we're finding a way when we're manifesting we're talking about it we're attracting it into our life but we have to put ourselves in a space that allows us to bring it into our life as well so we need to take ownership of that Um, so yeah I think those would be my last tips so you know learn to speak to yourself gently love yourself have a great um, focus on happiness because when you are at a higher vibration, happiness and gratitude makes your vibration higher. Yeah. Sadness, um, guilt, regret, all of these things, you know, they've happened. Forgive yourself. If something's happened in your life, you feel guilty of. I have things that I feel guilty of in my life. I have things that have happened, which I feel sad about in my life, you know, but I have to reframe that. I have to let it go. And we have to move forward in life if we if we are to achieve the things we need to. So just taking charge of that, making ourselves feel good and find I was talking to you guys about this a while ago, having a toolbox of positive things. Yeah. So you're positive and, and that, that toolbox of positive things, you make a list of it for yourself. I have a whole load of things. If I'm not feeling the best, definitely I'll quickly maybe go through those if we've got a few minutes. Yeah, definitely. I, I like this practical kind of analogy where we've got a toolkit and it might not even be a physical one but do yeah. share yours Kieran because it's so powerful and people can adopt this the next day yeah straight I mean you can do it straight away you can write it down if you forget just in case because now for me it's so habitual but you know you have uh, for, I would imagine like a toolbox so for example you're feeling a little bit rubbish today let's say something's happened yes we you know we do need to sometimes take out a little bit of time to to vent or to whatever you need to do for it but the quicker you can bounce back what is the tool that we talked about I know you guys did a podcast about this on resilience what is it um was it a bounce back or yeah bounce back it's 
the, it's recovery, the, time. recovery time recovery time yeah. that's it yeah the, the quicker you can recover from that then yeah. the quicker you can go ahead and continue doing the things you want in life so one of mine are music I love music I love it with at the moment Christmas songs I'm a little obsessed I have to say <laughs> um and I know uh I know you guys put it on your um Instagram recently about listening to Christmas music I was like yes I'm right there with you <laughs> um so I love music and whether it's um I don't know whatever your music is I'm I'm Indian so I love Bhangra music so I'll put it on and I'll just dance about by myself so I think dance has a really really powerful um, energy, the energy, the vibration that flows through your body. So music and dance exercise is such a big one in my toolbox because it, it physically actually like medically makes a difference, doesn't it? Because you're bringing those healthy, happy hormones and chemicals into your body with, um, with the dopamine and the adrenaline. So that's always the first thing to go for, go for a walk, you know, go for a jog, do some star jumps, whatever it is, if you're not feeling good, get that energy flowing. And then talking about gratitude, looking at old pictures, looking at things that, you know, make you make you happy, some memories that make you happy. Um, laughing with a child <laughs> that children always make you happy, or someone else that you feel like if I didn't have my kids, and I would, I've got the most adorable nephew, you know, if I look at his videos, <laughs> it cracks me up Well, my sister will send videos to us on our family group chat. And I'll just go back and look at them and literally just sit there obsessively looking at a video and just laughing. <laughs> um, so there's a few things like that. Find those resources that make you feel good and get you out of that, that flow of, of a downward cycle. So that's my little toolbox theory. I really like that. And I think it's someone, something someone can do straight away, whether it's virtually, you know, you've got a list of things that you go to or a actual physical little box I think you can be creative with it and add all those great things um that you like in it so I think that's really really great thank you so much for sharing your insights and taking out the time to share a piece of yourself with us I know we can probably have multiple episodes with you talking about loads of different things but it's been absolutely incredible and there's been so many fantastic points that you've covered I'm sure everyone will be able to take away um, a, a lot of good tips yeah definitely thank you Kieran it's been so lovely to hear from you we love hearing from you anyway <laughs> and just like your name you bring a ray of light to us and all and we are deeply um, grateful for this so we really hope you've enjoyed today's episode with Kieran and you've taken away some new tips to how to manifest great things into your life, especially with the year coming to an end and starting a new one. So we really, really are grateful to you, Kieran. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's always lovely to speak to you ladies. And I'm so proud of you guys for this podcast series, like I said earlier. And I do hope everybody's had a great time today and wishing you a really wonderful festive season. So thank you for letting me join you guys today. Oh, no problem. You can come anytime. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and for all of those who have listened today, please rate and review this podcast. Share your thoughts with us on Instagram. And we look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.